Hello there, I'm Connie. Hello, I'm Dobbs. Welcome to The Worry Book, a podcast for anyone who has ever worried about anything ever. In each episode, we'll be exploring a subject that we worry about while trying not to make matters worse or falling out with each other. This week, we're worrying about celebrities. Celebrities. I probably have quite a lot to say about this. Do you? What worries you about the phenomenon of celebrity? Well, everything. People being famous for the sake of being famous. Uh, Celebrities is a byproduct of, or should be a byproduct of someone's talent, skill, whatever. Or it could just be chance. But now people are just famous or want to be famous, for being famous. So, is there any link between celebrity and celebration? Is a a celebrity... Is that what it comes from? I don't know. I just just thought maybe that's 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 the origin. Um, That's a very good point. Um, And therefore, does it really matter who we celebrate? Because everyone's going to want to celebrate something different. Oh, my God. I don't so know. I might want to celebrate, you know, the world's ultimate poached egg maker. And you might think that is a load of bollocks. Although, knowing you and your penchant for eggs, I imagine you might be quite keen. Penchant for eggs. Yeah. Um, but that goes back to what I was saying before. That is exactly the point. If it's a ce- celebration, then you've got to have something to celebrate. But, but OK. OK, so. I'm getting serious, aren't you? Well, Already. I mean, you know, that's that's not a bad thing. Okay. Let, um, like, but uh, I'm just wondering kind of what it is that kind of worries you about celebrity. Do you think there's do you think it's too easy nowadays to become a celebrity? Do you think that we've lost the definition? I don't think it's easy, but what I think the big the, the, the big thing is is um all these people who are famous for their personalities and, and whatever, being on being edited in a certain way on a reality TV programme or whatever, then the, then it misses out on, you know, people with sort of talent who might not be might not be of a marketable personality. You see, I've I started off in a very negative place as far as the whole reality TV celebrity culture was concerned. And I started thinking, oh, you know, it's now just a case of plonk anyone in front of a camera and, you know, they're a celebrity. And now I've seen some of those early, you know, let's let's say non-celebrities kind of blossom into, you know, actually pretty decent people doing other things and, and kind of, you know, promoting good causes. And so I think that it's not necessarily a bad thing to kind of attach the label to celebra- of celebrity to, to people. Well, I think I think any for whatever reason. Well, I'm all up for anybody. Anybody, you know, everyone's got something to offer, and and whatever. It's, again, like many things, it comes down to marketing. I think, and it comes down to how the producers of a TV program, which is inevitably usually is to do with TV, that, that it really kind of 
irks me. It, it's pushed onto people. It's it's edited in a certain way, and these people are, are thought to give salvation. And there's also that kind of like, well, you know, this is just a normal person from down the road, and this could be you. So there's that relatable kind of. So do you think it's less about the people who become celebrities, and more about the fact that? They're sort of owned, that they become somebody else's property. I, I think and when... Then, and then kind of the machine takes over and they're saying, you know, you're, you're, you're a celebrity, therefore, you know, this is, this is now kind of what, what you know, your, your purpose is. And, Pe- you know, actually people might struggle with that. Um, well, you well, know. I just think people, people are self-centred. So they watch something, they see somebody picked out of obscurity they're on something and they're popular they relate to them they put themselves in that situation it escapes them from their mundane job life cycle and this is everyone this is me i'm not, not sounds saying, brilliant is, i know it does and, and this is this is and i'm not sort of saying oh this is them people this is me as well you know this is, i'm the same if i watch like a music thing i go oh it's brilliant i'm in a band that could be me on Top of the pops, that's all down. But you know, so I, I get it. I get it. But it's just like I just wish, I just wish some of these celebrities were a bit more um, self-aware of of it. What of their, very judgmental of their of sort of, of that's what I influence. <laughs> well, just the, the fact that, that it, it's a lot of look and a lot of you know, and I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I suppose, I mean, presenting and things, the ones who've got into that, and that is a talent and that is a discipline of some sort, I'm sure, you know. But, um, yeah. I, just, I mean, I'll be honest, there's, there's, quite, there's quite a lot about, you know, the celebrity lifestyle that does appeal to me. So, you know, I'm not, not all about oh, I'd love the it. Money. If I was one of them, it'd be, I was going to say, have a you know, oh, would you fantastic? Would would you want? Do you want to be one? Oh yeah, can I? But well, possibly. I mean, I was sat in a bloody bedroom talking on a podcast and thinking maybe a producer will be listening. Hello, by the way, I'm available for voiceovers. I can do deep. <laughs> I can do. I can do high. Welcome. Hey, hey, do Cheerios. You know, yeah, I'm available. I'll do anything. Just cereals, though. So I'm complete hypocrite. Um, myself. I can do background giggling. And, background giggling. And linking. And as people will will know from previous episodes, um, I can I can have aspirations to be um, some kind of academic. Um, through my through my links and my persona, links deodorant. my persona of um, an advert for you. Of thank you, um, my my persona of 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 my grandiose persona. Your grandiose persona. Yeah, that's a new car, I think. So, there you go. We can do a car. Maybe as well. if I was a celebrity, I could afford to buy a grandiose persona. That would be the first thing I'd buy, definitely. A grandiose persona. Yeah, I think it might be. I think I think it might be a, a foreign car, perhaps Italian. It would be the second new car of of the, <laughs> after you bought your Fitzgerald. That's a very strange throwback to anyone who's been listening to podcasts for a while. But we're not oh, going yes. to that. Fitzgerald was yes. Fitzgerald, the detective man. Um, we, we made up. Um, yeah. See, I think he'd he'd be a celebrity. So let's talk about direct celebrities. Let's talk about celebrity experiences. Okay. Have you got any memorable celebrity experiences? What encounters with encounters, yes, that you'd like to share? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, well, people always like this kind of shit, so they're few and far between. Um, 
they're all vaguely embarrassing on my part. That's um, what I'm getting at. Anything embarrassing. I did Put you once... on the spot. You've changed colour, which you can't see on a podcast, but yes. <laughs> I did once um, acknowledge in quite a brazen fashion that Liam Gallagher was walking towards me at Manchester Piccadilly Station. How did you? What did you do? I kind of doffed an imaginary hat to him. Did you say anything, make any noises, grunt in a Mancunian accent to him? Well, I just got off a train from London to Manchester. Oh, from London. And he, I would assume, was getting on a train to from London, Manchester probably. to London. Probably, because where celebrities live. And I was, you know, so in that sense, I was coming home. And, um, and I kind of did this, as I said, this imaginary doffing of the hat. And then I kind of mouthed, all right, kid. No, he didn't say kid, did you? I was kind of under right. my breath. All right, kid. But it hey. was, you know, if you'd really studied my mouth when I was saying it, it was like, all right, kid. All right, go get him, Lee. Um, yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, something like that. There was there was an embarrassing acknowledgement and, and a kind of nodding and there was no no response from him. You know, he was he was looking at the platform. He was doing what any normal person would do in a station. Um, and then... I mean, there was the time when I met Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. It's a good one. It's very young. I'd gone to see a production of a Chekhov play at the Theatre Cluid in Mould. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> eh? a lot of detail coming out here. Was this just out of interest uh, to put his celebrity into 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 a character? It was, was post... This... <laughs> it was po- That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. It was, it was post, it was post- <laughs> And I was a, I was a big Signs of the Lambs, if anyone's wondering what the hell's happening. of... <laughs> And um, I I'd can read... smell your lasagna cooking <laughs> in the oven, Clarice. <laughs> I think it's ready. You better check on it. Have you got a glass door on your oven, Clarice? <laughs> I think you have, aren't you, Clarice? Mm. I don't know what I was doing there, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, distracted um, you. <laughs> I do remember it slightly differently, but but yeah. hey ho. Mixing um, it up with a Vic and Bob sketch, I think, but maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I mean, the main reason my mum you know, suggested that I might like to go and see this quite, quite impenetrable Ooh. Chekhov that, play, yeah. impenetrable. Yeah, that's all right. Come on. <laughs> um, Chekhov play was um, because, you know, I was, I was a fan of, of Anthony Hopkins in the, the, the aforementioned brilliant Sans the Lambs. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> that's really brought something out, hasn't and that's it? that's what that sounds it's like. brought out you in a serial killer. Uh, well, um, yeah. But yeah, so so we did manage to go to a sort of signing area after the after the um, play, and I just remember thinking, oh my god, this is going to be a really really important moment in my life. I'm going to meet Anthony Hopkins, and I'd better say something really good because you know this this is this is like the one and only time that I've got to impress him. I don't, god knows what I thought I was, you know, maybe I thought I was doing an audition or something. But um, anyway, I, I got there and um, I had a poster that I wanted him to sign. And I just ended up going up to him going, I really like the play. And, and you didn't get your poster signed? I did get my poster oh, signed. Poster yeah, in signed. fact, in fact, the whole cast signed the poster. And but it you was, only really wanted his. Yeah, but his was in silver pen. Uh, and the yeah. others were only in biro. Did you do that deliberately? Which, which I, would, I, would, yeah. I would have thought would have pissed off yeah. the other Yeah, after the Sands of Lambs, I did hear he went a bit up his own um, ass. But, you know, I was still impressed. <laughs> yeah. I was still impressed by that. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a bit of a letdown of a story because, you know, you'd imagine... By the, by the way I was building it up, it was like, so there I was and I suddenly, you know, ripped off my clothes and I was wearing a tutu and I did a kind of, you know, performance art piece 
Uh, I didn't. I just kind of was a bit lost for words. Um, so, yeah, I think that's something about celebrities. I think, um, you know, they do have this kind of draw that, you know, you kind of want to be around them. Um, I did go, I met Louis Theroux at a book signing. Right. And so I think the... I just get a bit kind of, whenever I've had the odd the odd encounter, I think I just immediately want want to be mates with them. Yeah. And this whole book signing thing, though, I, that's kind of like cheating celebrities, the signing events. I, I That's not like... Yeah, it's great, and you meet, and you might share a few words and whatever, but it's not the same as properly meeting someone, is it? It's not the same as getting a phone number and a cast iron guarantee. Uh, even your Liam at Piccadilly Station with you. was, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it, it was even, you know, it's, those chance encounters were a bit more exciting. Yeah. Um, however, I did. I, I have kind of, well, I wouldn't say I helped out, but I hung around with, with events sometimes when they've been the book signings and, and uh, like Noddy Holder did one at, at uh, a well-known bookshop and that was really good because he did his speech but then sort of backstage as it were which wasn't it was a stock room but uh, you know oh, he, nice he could stuff. kind of have a bit of a chat and it was it was, it was a lovely chat your, your bookshop backstage your backstage yeah. bookshop although a friend, a friend a friend of mine who, who worked there she uh, she it's just complicated but oh I don't even know if it's worth telling but yeah she had a picture that she wanted him to sign of another friend of ours I'm going to have to keep up with this um, dressed as Noddy Holder I think I'm with you yeah but the Noddy Holder and this is this is Vic Reeves and Bob Martin years ago did a sketch with Noddy Holder it was like camping with Slade I think it was something like that and he had copper soups and they always had copper soups remember the copper soup yeah, yeah. copper soups so anyone does so basically this picture of our friend Neil with the top hat and everything, really good Noddy Holder outfit, had a cup of soup attached to the front of the hat. So obviously we Classic. give this picture to Noddy Holder saying, can you sign that? And he just looked up and gave a bit of a, oh, fuck's sake. Oh, um, <laughs> kind of look. But he signed it, to be fair to him. And, and you know, I could tell he had a little good on snigger. Him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's a celebration, you see. Vic and Bob were celebrating oh, Slade. Were. Yeah. You know, they were celebrating the celebrity of Slade, I would imagine. To, to a certain extent, brought them to a, a, a new generation, or at least a new audience. So. Yeah. But going back to me asking you about celebrity um, encounters. Did you want me to ask you the same question? No, I was thinking, because I haven't really got any. I've got lots of little ones. So I, I thought I might do a little quick if i can oh, the rundown do. by all so, means right. is, it a, is it a top five or no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna whatever comes to my brain right? but i'm also good at missing celebrities as well i've realized right so i've missed celebrities i, I went to a a coffee shop or a tea shop something like that in 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 west london years ago this was in the late 90s we got in there and someone said oh you just missed nick cave by about two minutes oh so we missed that sliding um, doors Sliding doors. Um, another one when I'm not even sure whether we shared this tiny lift. It was at Blackpool Winter Gardens, but it was certainly maybe we were coming out of the lift. And, and I was like, all oh, right. And someone was like, who was that? And do you know see who that was? And I was like, no, no, it was like Toya Wilcox was getting into oh, the I know, Are you I, joking? I, I didn't notice. You know, I mean, she's, she's tiny anyway, but yeah. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a bit crap like that. Um, and uh, yeah, but whoever. So I've had drinks with John Cooper Clark. That's pretty cool. Excellent. Um, I've. I've um, see now I can't think. Mate, well, I had, I had, they might just pop in. Uh, um, I've I don't know because the whole celebrity thing—it's just like you kind of meet them and they're just kind of like people, aren't they? And 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 also as well, if it's someone that really has sort of done something influential in my life, or you know, then then. Um, then I'm not sure I want to meet them. Oh, well, well, I did meet Stuart Hall once when I was a kid. 
Stuart we'll move Hall on of from that. Northwest tonight <laughs> yeah. presenting. That's Bay. what he was doing actually in, yeah. in my hometown of Ulverston. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, um, who else have I uh, met? Oh uh, yeah, well this was a good one. I was at a festival, a Boomtown Festival, and I sort of backstage looking out onto the stage, and we saw Mr. Motivator was on, and he was doing his exercising thing. You could see the crowd because he was he had his back to us, facing the crowd obviously, and the crowd were. We're way and, and, and it was finishing, so we were like, "Oh, gonna hang around. We'll go we'll get a picture with Mr. Motivator." This is just, you know, not we'll do the picture thing, but it's like it's Mr. Motivator. This is quite funny. No, no, I get this it. This is quite funny. And as we're hanging around, uh, um, oh, I can never say his name. Omar Jalili, um, um, Omid Jalili, yeah, yeah. Had come out, and we we're like, "Oh, yeah!" And so we kind of pretended we went for him and got a picture of him instead. <laughs> <laughs> and it was lovely, you know. It was kind of like a hi, oh yeah, I'll have a picture. Hi, that's oh, a good, have a good day. That's a good. That's a good spot and a yeah. good, you know, outcome. But what happened to Mr. Motivator? Oh, I don't know. He just buggered off. Oh, didn't we didn't probably meet Mr. Motivator really, quickly. but we didn't tell um, Ahmad, Ahmed, Ahmed Jalili, Ahmed Jalili. Um, we didn't tell him that. We weren't waiting for him. I'm not even sure everyone in our party knew if someone was knew able, who if, he was. If someone was able <laughs> to be to, honest. Um, you know, to sort of like score the words that we use in this podcast, Omidyar would be coming out pretty high up right now in terms of mentions. Well, yeah. You know, which is, we're, we're fans. Well, he's, he's, so yeah, he's, we are. Uh, he's, he's, he's good and it was really nice. And yeah. like I say, I, mean, I think half the people oh, there just didn't rem- even know who You've he was. just reminded me, I once stood behind Helena Bonham Carter in a queue for a toilet. You stood behind her? Yeah. Mm, that's, that's a good, oh, I, I've had a piss next to... Um, JP Gaster, who's the drummer for Clutch, that's not no, no, that's a very niche market. But um, I've also had a piss next to Jarvis Cocker. That's, I believe he's one of your that favourites. That is cool. Um, I imagine it's not something I would ever be able to replicate. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends what bush it was and what <laughs> festival it was. And this, this would have been about the year two thousand. Oh, ish. Was it a disco? Uh, it was. A, it was another gig I was at actually, and he was there as a as a punter. And um, I went into the toilets and I thought, this is weird. And someone came in and security followed him. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Not, obviously, the toilet, males, step forward, don't really sort of look around. You're not checking everyone's pieces. So, um, so, so and then I kind of realised who it was. So, I, 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 no, I didn't. I didn't look. No. I didn't No, look. you wouldn't. Part of me thought, oh, you know, I can tell people. Maybe I'll have a podcast one day where I can tell people I've seen Jarvis Cocker's penis. But... You can't. can't. Instead, you I can didn't. say, I didn't. I didn't. You had the and opportunity and you didn't. And he's, you know, just his whole, he was with a few friends and he, he just seemed to want to get along with his own. in the toilet? Not in the toilet, no, but, oh. you know, um, yeah, he looked. He just looked like he wanted to have just a nice night. At the a nice piss and then a nice night. A nice gig. And, and you know, and obviously people were recognising him because he was pretty famous and whatever. And, and uh, But, you know. That comes with the territory, doesn't it? Of being a pop star. A pop star, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, that, that's, all, that's all the ones I can think of, really, on my side. Um, Didn't you dance for somebody once, you were telling me? Are you not going to tell that oh. one? <laughs> oh, are you referencing my... Um, yeah, uh, a certain comic that you maybe had a few drinks. Interpretive... Interpretive dance, dance for for Phil Jupiter's. Phil which, Jupiter's. I mean, if he ever happens to listen, um, I'm pretty <laughs> apologize sure. Apologize right now. Pre- well, I do apologize. Um, I'm pretty sure that he probably would remember because it was excruciating for him. Right. Uh, well, 
that's what his face was saying um, at the time. But yeah, a friend and I uh, went to a pub um, quite... We basically, we'd kind of preloaded. We'd we'd gone somewhere and then decided that we didn't want to be there anymore after we'd drunk quite a lot. We probably should have gone home. But we decided to go on to one more pub and it happened to be a pub kind of in the West End where a lot of kind of theatre people... Um, you know, probably went to relax and, you know, enjoy a quiet drink, maybe with an agent or a close friend after they'd performed. And, um, you know, poor Phil Jupiter's, he happened to fall into that category. And me and my friend, you know, we immediately spotted him. Uh, you know, we're going back a long time now, probably probably 15 odd years. Um, I think he'd been in Hairspray. And as I subsequently uh, looked up. And, um, yeah, so he sat down in a corner minding his own business and we were in a kind of I can only really describe it as kind of a dimly lit but quite open bar area with candles on the table and so my friend and I just decided really you know apropos of nothing um to pick up some of these pick up a candle each and basically start doing some quite quite sort of overtly oh no what? Well, sort of, you know. Your hands went up to your breasts and started doing sort of circular <laughs> motions as you were saying that. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They did. They did. It was definitely not like I a full on. Just, you weren't that like, was tension. I'm just sort of holding my hands. Near I wouldn't my say face. you were, were rotating, <laughs> you know, but there was um, definitely a. There was, there was, I would say, possibly a slightly erotic oh, nature oh to the dancing. You know, there was quite a bit of flinging, flinging ourselves around. We were kind of, you know, I think probably trying to emulate sort of Kate Bush. But anyway, so we started off, you know, just dancing for each other. And then we quite, quite rapidly decided that, you know, Phil Jupiter and his friend made a brilliant captive audience. So we just got closer and closer to their table with your face looks like his did. Um, (laughs) And and we got closer and closer with our candles. And then candles. Yeah, we had the candles. We were kind of like moving them around in a circular motion. Um, you know, just basically kind of living and breathing um, modern day eroticism and, um, you know, and just kind of really willing him to look at us. That's what we were really trying to do was like will him to just show us any attention whatsoever. And he was steadfastly staring straight ahead, pretending to have a conversation with this friend. And, you know, so at that point, we decided to put the candles down, take, a, you know, take take action. And we when basically... When you say decided, did somebody like security decide No, for no, you? this is, there's no security. No, there should um, have been, there should have been. So we just decided that this tactic wasn't really working. And so we just basically went and sat with them. And it was at Were this point... No. Nope. And it was at this point that, um, that, oh that you know... They they acknowledged us. They did at least acknowledge us because otherwise that would have been rude. Um, they didn't acknowledge the dancing. They didn't kind of acknowledge the preamble, the lengths that we'd gone to to kind of you know gain their attention. Um, but you know they did they did say hello and um, and then it was at that point that I spotted Phil Jupiter's glittery fingers and glittery of fingers. He he was a fan of um, silver jewelry. And I just, uh, you know, basically thought it'd be a good idea to point this out. Um, so I just uttered the immortal line, oh, I see you like silver jewellery, Phil. So do Phil. I. Phil, did you call him Phil? Yeah, oh, probably. Oh, and um, and my friend at this point, I think, was, was kind of trying to have a deeper, meaningful discussion with his friend, and that really wasn't going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, at that point... 
uh, I think my hand was on Phil Jupiter's hand, kind of clutching, oh, clutching him. Um, you know, really, really strongly referencing oh, dear, um, oh, dear. the the silver jewelry. Probably trying to take a couple of pieces off oh, and swap them. Um, and then they said, "Okay, well, I think we're going to leave now." So, yeah. so, um, I yeah. Think, I think, yeah. Well, you definitely probably it was a little bit had an sketchy. influence on them. Like it was a little bit want to leave. It was a little bit sketchy. Um, some some elements, um, but you know, I'd have to clarify with my friend that there weren't any other you know highlights um but as as far as as far as <laughs> yeah. i remember um you know that was that was probably one of the most uh, excruciating experiences of his life um sure. and yet one of the most mem- memorable and easily accountable of my life well it's um, a good good little story thank you yeah, thank and... you for reminding me that had, that had, you know obviously been popped in my brain cupboard of of mess yep I wish I I'm sure I've got embarrassing ones but I can't really remember probably if I have I was drunk or I don't know I've not done anything that well you know there's certainly time. not that embarrassing there's time <laughs> there certainly is um there certainly is you know there's time to kind of there's all there's always time you know to just I think I think my advice would be rather than worry about you know encounters with celebrities um, just always remember that basically, you know, you're just going to respond in the moment. And if you're me, that is invariably not going to end well. Celebrities uh, are people Either too. party. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that's probably the lesson that we can all take take with us. Treat so, them with the respect they deserve. Absolutely. And if anyone, and if you know, respect. if I ever gained any degree of notoriety or celebrity, then I wouldn't want people to come within at least... 10 feet of me and certainly not with a candle no i mean especially like fans or you know anyone that uh, i suppose whatever you do if if you're known for something it's really flattering and lovely if people are coming up and saying oh i really like what you do but i'm not in general life in general i'm not very good at compliments so if someone goes oh i really like that you go oh i don't right okay if someone comes up and says oh you were shitting that uh, i'd be like yeah or oh fuck you man yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'd say it like that, yeah. but yeah, but I can deal with that. That's fine. So but if someone's that, complimentary, that, I can't deal with it. On that note, we should probably look to to wrap it up because that was shit. That was really shit. What was shit? What you just did there? Was it? Oh. But you said you were good with that. Okay, you're good with that. All you right. know. That's so fine. we'll 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 wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, well, um, you can send any celebrity stories to the worrybook at gmail dot com. Or Do. insults, or you can say you're listen to your podcast and now yeah, shit. or Phil Jupiter's if you remember that yeah. that fateful evening as clearly as I do. Um, and there's anything you'd like to add? You know, maybe we enjoyed. Tell a, us your true thoughts. A meal and these some fine women. wine, and that's the part that I've chosen to omit. But um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's just just the candle. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up and say goodbye then. Let's wrap it up there. All right, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Find The Worry Book on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe. We're also supporting Mind, the mental health charity. If you'd like to make a donation, visit mind.org.uk. Thanks for listening and bye for now.